Hey there, Fat Guy Forum fans. This is Gourmet with a quick note before we get the episode started. I have something exciting to tell you about. We have launched the Fat Guy Forum Patreon. That's right. You can now become a monthly supporter of the show for just a few dollars, less than a cup of coffee a month. You can support keeping these amazing dude stories coming to you. And there's even a bonus at one of the tiers that I think is going to be very exciting. I have some great ideas to come to as we develop this, but I wanted to get it launched and in your hands. So if you enjoy what you hear on this show and you want to help me to keep it coming to you, please go over to that link in the show notes. And that is patreon.com slash keto. Thank you so much, my friends, and on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am excited once again to have you with us as we dive into the story of yet another dude who uh, I, I'm excited to get to hear more about. You know, we've connected recently on Instagram, but uh, he's got quite the tale to tell, and uh, I think it's going to be a good one. So with me today... Uh, Jeremy and Jeremy, I met before we started recording to ask you how to fully pronounce your name, and I didn't do that. That's more, nor, my normal prep, so I'm not going to butcher your last name, but you can pronounce it correctly if you want to. It's Fennel. There, that's what I was thinking, but uh, you yeah. know, I did, you never know, so I didn't want to screw that up. But how, how? So Jeremy Fennel is with me today. How are you doing, man? Good. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on here. Definitely. I'm excited to, to get to, to talk today, man. So let's get right to it. Give the people what they want and ask you that question I ask everyone. Tell us, Jeremy, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Um, well, uh, like everybody, I'm you know in the midst of a weight loss journey, uh, and it's, it's going on for you know a, a long time. Um, and just recently... Uh, I've had surgery and um, before surgery, and now I've lost a total of a hundred and I want to say about 120, 121 pounds. Um, and you know, I just you know out to kind of share my story and um, help people where I can uh, on their journey. That's awesome, and congrats on that success. But let's rewind then and go back to where it all started for you. Did you grow up big? When did weight, you know, when did your weight issues develop? Uh, yeah, no, I've, uh, you know, when I was a kid, uh, even young kid, I was always the offensive lineman uh, playing football. Um, football was a big thing, and um, I was always the lineman. So I was always the big kid uh, growing up. And always um, dealing with weight and weight issues and um, having to watch weight with football. And then I wrestled and, you know, uh, so I've been struggling like a lot, a long time with it. Uh, went through, got to college, did some football in college. And after that, it kind of, it, it ballooned up. I lost some. Um, and would go up and down, up and down. And then about two years ago is when I really, really had an eye-opening awakening of, I need to make this change bad. And, um, and, and what, because I'm just, I'm curious because I, I like to ask everyone about this, man. Like, what, when you're, when you think about it, what, because you hit your heaviest weight two years ago, which was it 386 pounds? Uh, yeah, it was 386 was, that was the recorded heaviest. So what do you think brought you to that size? Like, was it eating just kind of like bad eating habits in general? Like how do you just and take us into like what you think your relationship, like your relationship with food and the impact that had on you? Oh, it was definitely a lot of stress eating. A lot of, uh, portion control was a huge issue. I've always had, um, just overeating too much, um, you know, even what I thought was healthy food, I was eating, you know, way over abundance of it and um, just uh, making bad choices that way. Uh, sneaking food, uh, a lot of times eating food in the car, um, buying some extra food like at the gas station uh, before getting home and eating it. 
um, and, and I guess in my head thinking, you know, if people didn't see me doing it, it wasn't happening, um, and those kind of things, and, uh, you know, the struggle was, you know, definitely real, um, doing those kind of things, and, you know, looking back on it, you know, it's, it's, it's eye-opening, and um, was scary of how bad I was really treating my body and doing those kind of things, and, um, you know, just, you know, getting to almost 400 pounds, you know, kind of was really scary. I was on, you know, different, they put me on three different blood pressure medicines to try to regulate it. Um, I had thyroid surgery a couple years ago um, and that kind of stuff. So all those kind of issues really started to weigh in. Uh, a lot of times if I got stressed or uh, those kind of things, you know, I found comfort in food um, and thought that was taking care of it, and it wasn't. And what, before you realized you needed to make change, like, what was your life like um, at that size? Um, I was way unhappy with myself, and then that would, you know, kind of cascade down to other parts of my life and just, you know, when you're not happy with yourself and when you're, when you're mad at yourself, you learn, not to learn, but you tend to take it out on others and on other things and, you know, it just makes a lot of things unhealthy and um, I started seeing that and not being able to do things with, uh, with my family or you know, even just getting down on the floor and trying to get back up, you know, taking minutes to get up. And it just, I was like, I was more so embarrassed of myself, of what I was putting myself through and what I was looking at and, and feeling. And so you hit this point where you realize you needed to make some change. And you started to say, you know, that some things kind of came to a head then, like, what was going on that made you realize that you needed to actually make changes happen? Like, and you, you tried before, like what, what was it this time that you felt was different? Well, I mean, you know, I hit, I was, you know, I was at that time going to be 40. So I knew, you know, it wasn't going to be as easy as if I was, you know, younger uh, and when I was doing it. Um, so I was getting older. Uh, the medication just kept going up. Um, and I just, you know, when I saw the scale almost at 400 pounds, it like, it, you know, it, it shocked me and it really, um, you know, resonated of, I have to make this change for my family, you know, for my wife, for my daughter, uh, I want to be here for them. And if I continue on this path and keep making these choices, it's going to, you know, uh, end early and. Um, you know, I don't want that for them and, um, you know, cause I want to be here as long as I can for those, for, for my wife and daughter as much as I can. And, um, so that's when the light bulb hit and said, you know, I really, really got to do it this time and I'm going to give it everything that I have. And so what, what did that look like? What did, what did everything I had constitute? Like what were the first, what were the first steps you took? Um, well, uh, getting back to going to the gym every day, um, making that sacrifice to want to be at the gym, uh, working out and those kind of things. Um, and then I had to work on the food. The food was, I mean, the gym for me is the easy part because I've been doing it all my life and doing that. Um, the hardest part was the food, um, regulating what I was taking in. So I started using apps to try to regulate and see my food and when I started looking at the calories in and all of the you know the macros and like that kind of stuff and um, tracking is when I really started seeing that reduction in weight um, just because I finally was seeing what was going into my body and saying oh wow I can't have this or I can have this now and um, you know I, I did so much better when I tracked and saw the calories and what I was putting into my body and when I could do it, um, really that's when the, you know, success started to happen. Um, and, and, you know, it started to come off and then about, uh, 
so I started in January of 2019 and was like, okay, this is, you know, I was going to give myself a whole year to fully commit to weight loss and working out and doing it all. And if after a year I only hit a certain amount of weight, I was going to talk to my doctor about weight loss surgery just as an extra tool to help me, you know, keep going. And, um, so fast track, it was a whole year I went by and I lost probably about 50 pounds at that point. Um, but I had plateaued for about, mm, I don't know, seven, eight months. Um, by the time I went to see my doctor and, uh, it was very frustrating and, um, because, you know, when you plateau, you want to see that number going down on the scale and you're plateaued. It gets really frustrating. It's easy to bounce back and go the other way and say, forget this. I'm not doing it anymore. Why am I doing all this work for, you know, for nothing? And it's staying there. And, um, but this time with my mindset and already being there for a year of putting this through, I, it clicked and I just stuck with it. And when I saw her, um, and went to the doctors and she was like, yeah, you're a great candidate for it. You've already started your weight training. You've already looked at your food. Um, and then she got me connected with the weight loss center here in Maine. Um, and, you know, they hooked me, you know, they got me into the process of, um, it's a six month process with my insurance of seeing dietitians and the surgeon and um, the psychiatrist you know, the, uh, the evaluation you have to do uh, to make sure you're, you know, you're mentally prepared for what's coming. Um, so once I got with the dietitian and that kind of stuff, they started, you know, opening my eyes to some of the stuff that I thought was healthy, you know, wasn't as healthy as I thought it was. Um, and um, the weight started to creep down and creep down more and more. Um, uh, you know, and this was all during, you know, the pandemic. Um, but I, well, actually I live on a high school campus. Um, my wife is a dorm director, uh, for the school. So we live on campus. So a lot of gyms and a lot of places were closing down. I was, you know, blessed to have a gym that didn't shut down because it was our gym at the school. So, um, anybody that was on campus could use it, uh, because, it was, we were all kind of stuck in the dorm and not really going anywhere. So that helped me to continue, you know, moving in that path. Um, so uh, I went through the six months um, and got everything ready to go. Um, and um, actually I had to push back the surgery to November because of my job. I'm a teacher and September was just not going to be a good time to do the surgery. So I had to be strategic and really think about what was best, you know, for, for everything. So I pushed it back to November and went through the whole two week, uh, pre liquid diet, um, which was, you know, a whole lot of fun to do. Um, but I have to say, I learned so much about myself, uh, during that time. Um, because when you really, when you can't eat and you, you're not allowed to eat and I didn't want to eat, uh, cheat and all that kind of stuff, you really learn of all your bad habits that you had. And I never knew I had them because I didn't see them. Um, and that was a huge thing to wake up to was all the times that I knew I couldn't eat, but I would go to pick something. And I'm like, wow, I can't do that. And then all of a sudden I was like, I do this a lot. And I didn't even realize I did all the picking of the food and a little bit here and a little bit there that really adds up uh, in the long run. Um, and those are the, like the big things that I took away from all of this was learning more about myself. And the more you learn about yourself and you really open up to, wow, this is not good for you. Um, I think the more success I had um, and the day of surgery, they weighed me in, and um, I finally broke 300 pounds the day of surgery. And it was like the biggest relief, and it was one of the biggest milestones that I've had been like aiming for for, I don't know, eight years. I've been shooting to try to get under 300, and 
um, the day of surgery had happened and I was, you know, it was like everything coming together. Uh, it was in a, you know, an amazing moment that I took, you know, that day to, to relish in and, um, really think about. And, um, so then I had surgery, it was November 12th and, you know, uh, just had to take some time off, but, you know, back at it now. And, um, I have lost, um, another, um, almost 40 pounds since surgery. So, um, I think we're on the right track now and, you know, really learning a lot about the whole weight loss and what I'm doing right now and what I have to keep doing to keep it successful. And, and I think a, a lot of what you're talking about is, is, is important for us to kind of dive into a little bit because I think it's that process of learning about yourself that moves you forward through these things. And what, what do you think were the things that you weren't conscious of or weren't really willing to dig into that, that kept success from you before? Um, uh, being honest with, uh, the food, uh, that I was taking in and, um, like I said, you know, uh, running to the gas station to get something, picking up, you know, a candy bar here and junk food there and, um, eating it before I got home, uh, hiding the candy wrappers, throwing them out before I got home, um, like, all those little sabotages just like killed me um, with the success that I was trying to have in the past. And, you know, trying to say, oh, you know, I just had one candy bar, but, you know, it was really in a week's time, you know, five, six, seven, eight candy bars because, you know, it was over and over again. Um, or, you know, just having the fact of having to hide it or stuff it down in the car or something like now thinking back to it, I'm like, wow, that's really, you know, that, that, that was, that was not good. That was, you know, um, really, you know, it, it is, it's embarrassing a little bit to think, you know, that's what I reverted to and thought that was okay to do at that point. Um, now walking in, to the gas station it's funny how i think about things in a way different like manner i'm thinking wow it would be nice to pick up that snickers bar but i'm not going to do it because i know right now i can't do it because it wouldn't be the right thing to do it wouldn't be you know it wouldn't be the the good choice to make at this time and you know i'm on a reducted calorie i can only have so many calories a day and i'm like am i going to waste majority of my calories just to have a Snickers bar or am I going to be able to enjoy a meal, enjoy, you know, a couple meals instead of one Snickers bar. And it's the, that's the kind of the mindset that I'm changed into and, uh, and it's, it's still growing and it's still a work in progress because there are little things that I'll eat here and there. And, but I eat them in like really small portions now, you know what I mean? Like, um, what used to be a sleeve of Oreos is now one Oreo and I'm good with that now, but it took a while to get there. Um, and you know, those kind of things are what I work on every single day to try to make myself better is to just make those choices and try to, um, think about my decisions before just doing them and before it was oh I'll just take it to take it and not think about it now I'm like mm, that's not a good choice you shouldn't be doing this put that down put this away you don't need this um and and that's the hard that that was the hard part not going to the gym not working out you know that to me is the easy part the hard part is making choices making the right choices and then sticking with those choices. Which, which I think is a good insight, man. And you're a few months out from your surgery. So 
you're obviously still very much kind of feeling. Right. You had the you had the sleeve done, correct? Correct. Yeah, I had sleeves on. So you're still kind of in the in the thick, no pun intended, of you know the the changes that you know. Because I've had a lot, of, I've had a lot of guests on the show that have had surgery done, and one of the things we we always talk about is, you know, there's 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 some things that the surgery just prevents, you know, that you know kind of puts as a physical barrier in terms of like what would happen to you if you were to try to overindulge and things along those lines. Like so, it it in some some ways kind of forces you into that that mindful place because you know, one, you have this this opportunity, you know, that comes from having the surgery done. You know, and the, there's ways to out-eat it. You know, we've seen it. You know, you, you come across it when you, if you search, you know, the, the VSG hashtags and, you know, the surgery hashtags on, on Instagram, you see people that have, have gone into it with the wrong mindset and, you know, will be very open about talking about what they've gone through. And, you know, so it's, it's good to hear that you're in that place of, of being mindful now about the impact on the choices that you're making. And what are the, what are the biggest physical challenges that come out of that, you know, just for someone who might, this might be the first time they're listening to someone talk about going through the surgery, like in terms of the changes that you had to make to how you approach food, just so you could, you know, start to, you know, go into, into the healing and, and actually kind of work on that relationship with food. Is that, did I, did I form that question right? I don't know if I sound like a, a, blither, a blabbering idiot at this point with it, but I guess I'm just wondering, like, take us into like what, you know, what were the, because you talked about, you know, you had to be on the liquid diet right away, you know, before it starts. And then I know that that follows you after for a, for a short period. You know, what, what are the physical changes that are kind of restrictions that are put in place on you now because of the surgery? Um, well, yeah, I did the two, I had to do two and a half weeks of liquid after, which is, you know, basically, you know, you're drinking broth and I had like cream of chicken soup and everything is strained so there's no chunks or anything like that so um what that all that's doing is just trying to get nutrients into your body um but yeah um you learn very quickly after surgery of you have to learn you don't have to finish every meal um when you start to feel full you stop because you know, uh, I've learned a couple times now that it is not a great feeling when you try to overdo it. Um, and you don't even mean to overdo it because it's just your, your, your brain is so like trained to finish that last spoonful, finish that. Um, the other thing that I learned uh, and started doing a lot more of is weighing my food. Um, because they give you like a certain amount of ounces that you can have. And so I would weigh everything that I was going to put into my body. That way I knew I wasn't going to overdo it. And it made it easier to not get sick from the overeating and those kind of things. Um, and I think that helped me a lot was I got a scale, you know, weighed my food and made sure... You know, I was eating my protein and having my, you know, two ounces of that and one ounce of something else. And that way it helped me not get sick from the overeating. And um, because, you know, that's basically what the surgery does. It's not the end all um, or cure. It's just it helps you regulate the amount of food going into your body um, and allows you um, to not overeat and not excess eat, um, I guess is the best term to use for that. Um, but yeah, no, and it, it trains your brain to kind of slow down. Um, most meals, they want you to take about 30 minutes, which, um, was a really big struggle for me. Um, uh, I was always a fast eater. Um, you know, and it, I don't know why. Um, but I always just would devour food like as fast as I could and, and there was no reason for it. It was just, but that was one of the biggest things that I worked on and, you know, was really honest with my dietitian of like, I'm struggling with this. So she, you know, told me like, put a timer on your phone, sit it next to you while you're eating and use it as a cue to, okay, slow down, stop, do something, then eat a little more, um, which... You know, just being honest with her about that and getting new ways of trying to help me um, really, really worked. 
and um, you know, just listening to her and what she had to say and um, was a good a good starting point. And you know, you know, so nowadays I try to watch the clock and make sure that I'm sticking to that 25, 30 minute meals, um, which is still it's it's a struggle because you just you want to eat and you just have to train your brain to slow down. Which seems like it, for you then that that's and I think for a lot of people then that would be a big change in terms of like how you're having to approach things. Like, what do you think with with the way you have to eat now versus kind of how you were approaching food for that year you were trying to lose weight before the surgery? You know, what are the biggest changes you know you've noticed? Like, it sounds like a lot of what you're talking about is like almost more attention to nutrient quality and density so that you're getting the things that your body needs. Like, what what are the other things that other lessons that you've picked up just even in these past three months? Um, you know, uh, watching your proteins, making you eat, uh, like they want you to, um, just making sure you eat your protein first and then, because, you know, you want to make sure your protein is in so that way, if you do feel full, you're not filling up on just vegetables or just, um, other things, um, that it's, you know, you're getting your good protein for the day. And, um, so those are like a lot of the things that I'm learning and, building on and choosing good proteins and good, you know, more lean meats, um, less carbs. I really don't eat hardly any carbs anymore. Um, you know, um, cause that's just a filler. And I know that if I go to eat rice with a meal, I'm going to get way too full. And then it's not going to do any good. Cause there's no really, you know, a lot of good nutrients in rice. So I try to stay away from a lot of those things and eat more, you know, your ground beef, your chicken, uh, and then usually have broccoli or some other kind of, you know, vegetable to go with it. But uh, I stick mostly to meat and vegetables right now, uh, eggs and those kind of things. But, um, but yeah, it, it was all uh, – the biggest difference from before surgery to now too is, like I said, the size and the amount of food that I put into my body each day. Um, I went from probably putting into 2,000 calories a day to now I put in about 800 calories a day. Um, so, you know, that was a pretty big difference. In terms of knowing that, like, you're, so you're, you know, you're almost down 40 pounds since the surgery. Like where, where is your, your head at in terms of like, what, what is your goal in terms of coming through it? Like what, how much more do you want to lose? Like where, where is, where is everything at for you that wise? Um, the year goal that they gave me, um, because when you go into it, they do some, they do a bunch of calculations and you have to kind of meet those goals. Like, um, by the time I had my surgery meeting, I was supposed to be down to 314 which I was at like 316, which they were fine because they knew it was right there. But they give you goals so that way they know that you're trying to lose weight and not just going into it for, you know, oh, the surgery will do it and then I'm good to go. Um, so the year, I think my year goal, they said, was about 233 or 235 is where they would like me to be. So... Um, they keep tracking my weight as I meet with them after surgery because you have meetings set up and doctor's appointments. Um, so right now, I'm a little bit ahead of where they wanted me to be. Um, so in that point, I'm doing you know really well with, with where my weight is at. So I have about mm, probably about 30, uh, 30 pounds to go to meet what they would like me to be at. And what they feel is a healthy weight for my body type. Because, you know, and that's the biggest thing is like everybody that's going to go through this is going to be different because, you know, everybody's body is made up differently and how that looks. And, um, and that's the biggest thing is like you have to listen to what they want you to do and not what somebody else on Instagram is doing or what the next guy is doing or the next girl is doing. Um, and, and that's a really hard mental thing to do when you're on and you're seeing other people's stories is to say, well, look what they did and I'm not doing exactly that. Well, you're not that person and you need to, you know, 
and and I have to remind myself that you know almost every day of you are you and you are doing what you need to do is best for you and not what's best for that person or another person um, and those are the you know those are still the struggles that I have that I had before and you know a lot of times why I gave up was because I focused too much on man I'm never going to be like that person. I'm never going to get to that point. I'm never going to lose that much weight. I'm never going to, you know, they're doing so much better than I am and I just would give up. Um, and now I'm on the focus of, you know, I can do this. This is for me. This is my journey. And, you know, and I think that has really steered the path for me to get to where I am today and, you know, what I'm doing and those kind of things. And what do you think helps with that? Because I think that's something a lot of people deal with, you know, falling into that comparison trap and starting to feel like, well, I'm not doing what this person's doing, so I'm not being successful, you know, and to fall, especially in the realm of social media. Um, what do you think are the, are the, are the pieces that are, are helping you work through that for yourself? Uh, friends, family, um, you know, uh, I have a good support system going and, um, you know, they, they kind of keep me on the straight and narrow, um, you know, at home, you know, it's, you know, keeping me in line and doing what, you know, helping them out and, and focusing, um, online, I have a really good close group of friends that, you know, are not afraid to tell me, you know, the truth. And, you know, if, if they feel one way, they're going to tell me that they're not going to, just be there as a hype team but they're going to you know tell me the honest truth of what they feel and um, you might not like it at that moment or you, it might not be what you want to hear but when you think about it later on you're like wow you know they're really you know they really care because they're not afraid to not say the truth uh, and that's what you have to get yourself surrounded by is a group of people that are like that and um you know, it, it's not easy, uh, and, you know, it takes a while to build that kind of friendship, but when you can get yourself around friends, it really, it really has made all of this a lot more successful, and I think that's why I'm more successful, is because I don't feel alone anymore of doing it. It's, you know, I know I have people I can go to and ask questions and say, what do you think of this, or and they're and I know that they're going to give me the honest truth and not just sugarcoat it and say, "Oh yeah, 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 you're doing such a good job. Keep it up." Like they're going to say, mm, "You know, is that the right thing to be doing? Is that a good choice? Is that, you know, doing is that, is that keeping your focus to what you really want it to be?" So, um, doing those kind of things, and I think, you know it's good to be on social media. It's good to see other people. It's good to cheer other people on. Um, and you know, I have conversations a lot more nowadays cause people, you know, are asking me questions and coming to me and, um, I'm better at giving out information than listening to my own sometimes. Mm. Um, which is, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Like I can give out really good information and I can really help people out. And then I have to go, wait a minute, what do you, what you just told them, I need to focus and listen to that. And, you know, being able to hear that and listen to that and understand that, I think, is a good um, mindset to have. And I think that's a question we get a lot. You know, like I know I get like, how do you, you know, how do you build that network? How do you, you get yourself in that place to, to find those connections? Because, you know, you're, you and I are, we're, I'm a little bit older than you, but we're similar in age, you know, and it, it's not always easy when you're in your, I think when you're a kid, when you're younger, you're kind of building those connections and friendships is something that we kind of all go through naturally. And then we kind of build our lives and get onto paths. And then you're back in this place of, okay, how did I do that again? Like, how did I build those connections? How did I start building friendships? Like, what do you think is your advice to someone who's sitting out there saying, you know, I want to I want to build that kind of accountability and support network for myself. Uh, you know, what do you what do you think are some of your tips that might help someone else? You know, be able to, to work through that process and find those things for themselves. Um, 
I mean, when I when, when all the stuff started, it was, you know, I just started tagging people, and uh, you know, they would tag back, and um, it just grew from there. And you have to let the kind of the natural process take over. Uh, you know, you can't push it, push it. Um, but I think just getting your name out there and starting to tag people and, and you know, having those good conversations, um, the right people um, are willing to help and, and, you know, answer questions and, and do that. It's the, some of our, some of the people that are out there that are out there for, you know, the wrong reason kind of make it harder. Uh, and, and I think that's what puts a lot of people on edge, um, you know, but it comes out really quick of who the right people, uh, in the community and, you know, the weight loss community that I'm surrounded by is a huge, amazing group of people. And, you know, they're coming from all kinds, all over the world, all kinds of life, you know, they, you know, they, and it's it's really cool to see everybody's journey and how different everybody's journey is. And although we all have like kind of the same goal, it's how everybody's taking it and their views. And and it's okay to have the different views and listen to the different people. But like I said, I just put myself out there and just started talking to some people. And then all of a sudden, you know, one thing led to another and groups formed and you know we just became close mm -hmm. good friends and and you know almost like a second family um and it's you know you just got to kind of put yourself on the line and put yourself out there a little bit and the right people will start to surround you and you know you got to be able to tell who's right and who's not right for you uh, and i think that's the biggest thing in you know, I, I learned really quickly on some people and, you know, you just move on from it. And I think that's the easy part about kind of social media is you can move around. It's not like you're living with that person or, you know, they're right there. I mean, people will come in and out and the right people will stay. And the, the wrong people will, will kind of move on. And, and, and I think that's just the process of life um, and, and just being smart about who you're surrounding yourself with. And I think you know, I learned that as a young age too. Um, the right friends, putting the right friends around you, you're not going to get in trouble. Uh, you're going to stay out of trouble and that kind of stuff. And I think that makes sense. I, th I think a big part of like some of, some of what you're saying is, is really important for people to hear. It's this idea of, I think a big part of it is, you know, kind of the vulnerable, honest expression of what you're going through. And what your journey is about, and kind of where where your your struggles and your wins and your losses are, and I think that's something that people respond to. Like, you know, you talked about you know kind of eating candy bars in the car, and there there's a secrecy to a lot of that prior behavior that you know a lot of us have experienced. You know, I did it myself. Like, we tend to hide those parts of ourselves because we worry about what would happen if someone else saw what we were doing. And I I, I think when it comes to building resonant connection with people. It's about, you know, being willing to kind of open the door on, on some of those, those, those not so bright and shiny parts so that someone else who deals with the same thing can say, you know, I went through that too. And this is what I did. And this is how I dealt with it. And, you know, you, like you said too, I think you, you find genuine communication and you, you set your standards. Like, I think a lot of times people, especially like in the, the realm of social media, like they, they kind of identify in their head who they consider to be their stars, who they want to connect with and things along those lines. And it's really more about the, I think the more you put out there of yourself and seeing who's drawn to what you're putting out there and responding to what you're doing and, you know, engage with the people that are genuinely engaging with you and don't kind of waste your energy chasing. It's, it's great to kind of have, have kind of goals. And, you know, I, I did it myself. Like I, I set, you know, kind of, bucket list goals to, to talk to different people and get on podcasts and things along those lines. But I think it's also more on the day to day. It's about finding the people that you make that connection with, engage with, and you don't just want to engage with them. They want to engage with you and they see value in that experience that you're bringing forward. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, um, I think 
that builds the mental part of this whole journey. Like, you know, the two sides of it is, you know, you have your physical side, which is your working out, your exercise. You know, you have the food side of it, which is strictly is very, very, very important. And then you have like the mental side of it. And I think a lot of people don't, they don't understand the mental side of the weight loss as much as it gets kind of misread and like hidden a lot of times because you don't see it on, you can't see the mental side on Instagram. Like you can see the physical side. You can see the people working out. You can see that they're doing X, Y, and Z physically and, and, and those kind of things. But it's the mental part of it that, takes a lot of effort and work uh and i and i'm you know honest to say that the mental side of this is a hundred percent my struggle um my head is my worst enemy at at, at a lot of days um just thinking you know because you see yourself one way and like i still see myself heavy um you know, in uh, some days, some days it's worse than other days and other days I'm like, wow, I, I really have done this. But other days, you know, I fight that, that demon inside of saying, you know, I'm still that person. And, and, you know, no matter what anybody says to me, it's, it's that struggle of finding your inner self. Uh, and I think that's, that's where a lot of people lose. Uh, and, in the battle of weight loss is more of that mental side. And then that's where the social media part and knowing, having friends that you can talk to um, and having support at home, like, you know, being able to talk to my wife and that about different things, it, it has made a big difference lately um, about what I'm going through and not being afraid to tell people, um, keeping it bottled up, not a good thing. Um, it's not going to solve anything, getting it out, getting, hearing what other people have to say about it. Um, and I'm not saying like, just go and tell anybody and everybody, but you have to know who to tell and when to tell them, uh, and, and kind of, I'm trying to think of how to say this, um, clearing your mind of it. Um, and, and so many people I know, you know, they struggle. I mean, they're doing an amazing job. They're they're working super hard, and it's just that mental side of it is just it gets us all the time. It gets a lot of people, and I think a lot of people think they're alone in it, and they're not. It's like because like when I brought it up to you know some of my friends, and I'm like you know I'm struggling here, and they're like, oh yeah, I've done that, and I'm like, wait a minute, you struggle with this too? Like it, it's funny how we think it's only us that are dealing with it when so many people are. And when you start to learn that so many people are dealing with it, it makes, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, you know, I have conversations with different people on Instagram that just out of the blue, uh, you know, will ask me stuff and we'll get talking and, you know, it's like you learn so much little things. Um, you know, plateauing is one of the hardest mental struggles I think in weight loss. Because when you plateau, you, you, you don't see that scale move and you don't see it move. But the other way I, and I used to see it as a negative, I think, uh, when I didn't see the scale move, I saw it as a negative of I'm failing, I'm not doing right, so I would give up. And I would just be like, well, forget it then and I'm just going to eat because then I'm going to be happy. And I really wasn't going to be happy. But now looking at it and the way my mind has changed is I look at it as a positive too. Like, yeah, my weight is not going down, but it's not going up. You know, it, it's it's not going up. It's staying put for a reason. Then it will drop, but you have to push through that, that process of thinking, I'm failing because the scale's not moving. Uh, and, you know, sometimes that's easier said than done. Um, but looking at, then I start to look at, well, I used to be in 3X clothing, and now I can wear a large shirt. And I'm like, 
holy cow, like, that brings me back to reality of, like, yeah, you just did something. You might not be losing weight right now, but, you know, you're in clothing that you haven't worn since middle school, you know, uh, and and that's, you know, 20-some years uh, of not being ever, you know, being able to get into that kind of clothing. Like, you know, I don't even remember the, the pant size I'm in right now. I don't even remember buying that size. Like, I was always the bigger size. Um, but, yeah, I, just getting past the mental struggle of making it negative. Uh, you have to always look at the positive side of all of it. Like, why is this happening and what can I do to change it? And if you start looking at it positively, I think that's when you start to see a breakthrough and you start to be, you start to move through it and, you know, you, you learn from it. I, I learn so much more now from all the failures I have every day than I ever did because I'm, I have opened my mind to seeing what it is and where I need to go with it. I, th- I think that's important. I, I, I think it's important for people to realize that, one, as many wonderful things as there are about social media, in a lot of ways, it's a very curated space. You know, it's it's meant to look perfect in a lot of ways. And there are times where, because there, there are times where I feel like, you know, I, I'll, I'll post honestly about struggles I'm having and things along those lines. But someone new comes along and they didn't see that post and they see the post about the good day you're having or the good thing you've done or the regular consistent habits that you're working on. And so then they make the assumption that everything is always going 100% perfect for the people they're watching. And I, I think it's remembering that there's, there's humanity behind every page and there's, there's struggle that we all have there, whether a person talks about it or not. And sometimes it does mean kind of putting your own struggle out there to get other people to connect to it. You know, I think about, you know, some of the early episodes of this podcast where I talked about what my life was like when I was over 500 pounds. And, you know, I, the fact that I, I kind of in detail talked about what it used to be like trying to keep my body clean and using the bathroom and things along those lines. And there was a part of me that was like, this is insanely embarrassing to talk about this stuff. But then the sheer number of people that all of a sudden pop up and say, I deal with that, too. I didn't think anyone else did. You know, I went th- I went through that. I went through that. Like. There's a, you find those resonant points and then you can kind of build those discussions and, you know, build that true support there. And I think a lot of what you're talking about, you know, speaks back to that idea that the missing piece for a lot of people is that we focus when it comes to a weight loss journey or a, a physical transformation is we focus on the physical side. We, we forget that, you know, and here we go with the, it's a, it wouldn't be the fat guy forum without a very loud plane flying overhead. Um, we focus so much on the physical changes we need to make, whether that's through diet, exercise, surgery, macro counting, you know, all the different tools that people use. Like it's so it's so much easier to think about our journeys being just about that physical side because the mental side is the hard work. The mental side is the true lasting change that needs to be worked on and built and, you know, strength needs to be built there. And I, I believe like our, our brains are, are, are muscles in a lot of ways that we don't create those strong lasting habits without working that out and without working through those challenges and without being mindful of them. And that's what, that's what I hear you talking about, man. It's this idea that you, you need to be thinking about these things that you're doing to ensure your lasting success and your success going forward. Like you can't just focus in the moment on how much food am I eating and when am I going to eat it? Like if, if that's all you focus on, you're missing out on a lot. And, and in a lot of ways, I think that's when people are missing out on some of the greatest things that happen during these, these journeys. As great as it is to see, you know, clothing size change and the scale number change and all of that, you know, the, the bigger piece is when you start to realize that you've created for yourself a life that doesn't have the same challenges and doesn't have the same restrictions and the, the same struggles that were there before because you've, you've built a stronger mentality if if that makes sense oh yeah no definitely like um i had this conversation a lot of times about you know facebook and instagram of you know sometimes you know you don't you're not going to post all the like i never posted the pictures of me laying on the floor taking five minutes to get up um you know those kind of things and because you don't want that out there you know now i you know i talk about it um 
But at first, when it's happening and you're in that moment, you're like, I can't, you know, what are people going to think about me if that, um, you know, now looking back on it, I was, you know, it's a drive and say, I don't want to ever get back to that point again. You know, if my daughter wants to go outside and ride bike, I want to be able to, yeah, let's go hop on a bike and just go and not have to think, oh my gosh, in 10 minutes, I'm going to be out of breath and dying, you know, and I, I don't, you know, I don't want to go back to that ever again. And I think that that's what, you know, you have to use that, those things to, to fuel you and to keep you going, um, and and on the journey and, and those kind of things. And, you know, I don't think there's ever an end to the journey. I think it just keeps going. Um, because if there was an end, like, you know, I don't think it would be, you know, it's something that you're just striving for all the time. Like I say, you know, I just want to do something better than I did the day before. Not what this person did the day before, not what that person, like what I did. If I can take a second off what I ran a mile in, that's being better than I was. If I can do something and be nicer to somebody than I was the day before, that's being better. And that that's the mindset that I've changed to is how can I just be better, a better me every day than what I was yesterday. And then that's what keeps me going every day now. Uh, and, and I've seen so much more success in what I'm doing when I changed that mindset. I think that makes a lot of sense, man. And what do you, what are the challenges you see going forward to help you build, you know, that, that long lasting sustainable change? Um, I think, you know, again, it's, it's going to still be that drive and that push to not go back to making bad choices with eating, uh, with just because, you know, I'll be, you know, if I, if I'm a year out and I can eat a little bit more, doesn't mean I, I can go out and eat, you know, all the food that I was eating. You know, I know it's going to be, it's a whole lifestyle change that I've made now. And, you know, I'm not unhappy with, the, with what I'm doing. Like I'm happy with it. And I think that's, if you're happy with it and you're, 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 that's what's going to make you successful. And, you know, I think, you know, I like a good challenge. I like to be pushed. And I think, you know, just continuing to do it day by day um, just makes it, you know, that challenge of I'm not going to fail. I don't like failure. I don't like the word failure. Um, you know, are we going to fail? Yeah, we're going to fail. We're going to have a setback here and there. But if you're honest with yourself and can say, okay, I didn't do well. I got to do better now. Um, I think that's better than saying, well, I failed. I'm just going to give up. Um, and, and, and just keeping that positive mindset going, um, I think will help me way down the future. Um, just be that better person. I, I completely believe that, man. And, and I think that you have a lot of, of success still to come in your future. And if if anyone listening today, you know, is, has heard you talk through your story and the challenges that you've been through and they want to connect with you, where do they find you? Um, I am on Instagram at Maddie's daddy underscore VSG. Um, that's where, um, I post a lot of, well, all of my fitness, uh, journey, weight loss journey, um, and those kind of things. So, um, that's the main um, source for that. And that's, you know, they ever questions anything, you know, you know, message me, um, connect with me and, you know, we can, you know, help and guide and, you know, work on it together. I think that sounds great, man. And, and I appreciate everything that you've, you've shared with the the audience tonight, you know, in terms of the, the work you've been doing and what you've been through. And I just have, Five more questions for you. I call the fat guy five. Are you ready for them? Yeah, bring them. 
So here we go, Jeremy. Question number one, tell us, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Favorite fat guy, who? That's a good one. Um, I'd have to go with, one would be Andre the Giant. I mean, he, uh, I, I'm an old school wrestling fan. I don't really watch it anymore. But growing up, uh, I was big time, and I mean, just the stuff that he went through. Um, and I think he was a way bigger fighter than what a lot of people know, and he was he was a pretty he has a pretty great story behind him. I like it, man. I like it, Jeremy. Question number two: What is one lesson being a fat guy has taught you? Don't give up on yourself. Uh, don't you know? There's always that chance if you push yourself that you're going to succeed and not fail. Like, you know, so many times I could have given up on myself and I didn't. I just you have to believe in yourself. Great advice, man. Question number three, Jeremy. So if say there's someone out there who is the Jeremy before 2019 and they're listening, and, and they've decided they want to get started. What is one thing they can do today to get their journey going? Start. Do something. Uh, if, if it's changing your diet, if it's changing some food, if it's walking, if it's going to a gym, just do, just start moving, start doing something uh it, it then it turns into a habit after you do it for so long i like it man and jeremy what is one thing this is question number four what is one thing about yourself that you love um i would have to say that my compassion uh, for others like my caring and compassion for others uh, to see uh, succeed uh, and, and do well. I really believe that a lot of people, you know, have it in them. And, and I love to watch other people, you know, succeed in what they're doing. And, and I definitely think that that's evident to anyone that, that follows your account for sure, man. Like that's that's definitely a positive energy that you, you put out there into the universe, and I know that I appreciate it. Question number five, Jeremy, last question for you today. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Um, I would have to say... To push myself as a better teacher uh, and to be better every day in the classroom for my kids, for the students. I like it, man. And it just sounds like it's the, the application of, of a process that you, you have going on in your life already in many areas. So I, I have no doubt you'll be able to do that. And Jeremy, oh, yeah. I, I just want to say another, a big thank you again for being willing to come on the show, open up and share your journey with us. And I will have Jeremy's contact information in the show notes for everyone out there. So Jeremy, just one more time, thank you so much today. Well, thank you for having me on here. It's been an honor to you know, come on here and be able to talk with you and uh, get to share my story. And um, just thank you again. You're very welcome, man. And if anyone out there wants to connect with me, you know you can find me on Instagram at GourmetGhostKeto or on Twitter at GourmetGhostKeto. You can find out more about my coaching services at theketoroad.com slash coach-mike. My friends, when this podcast ends, I want you to go out there, do something today to amaze yourself because you are the most amazing people I know. And then come on back and catch us again on the next Fact Guy Forum. Mm -hmm.